0: Here's a story from the world. In Peru, the Inca ruins of Machu Picchu reopened to tourists this week. For three weeks, the world-famous site was made inaccessible by protesters. Their anger is directed at Peru's new president for the deaths of dozens of demonstrators at the hands of police. Machu Picchu may be open again, but in the capital, Lima, the protests continue, led largely by indigenous activists. Manuel Rueda reports on how indigenous leaders are trying to play a larger role in governing the country. At an old house in Lima, a volunteer cooks tomatoes and chopped onions in a giant pot as he makes a meal for dozens of people. These are the headquarters of Nuevo Peru, a political party that's been heavily involved in the recent wave of anti-government protests. The party is hosting about 100 protesters from rural parts of the country. Gaila Cari is an indigenous activist who is also Nuevo Peru's secretary for international relations. It's not enough to make statements or posts on social media, she says. We're taking actions to help people who've endured years of discrimination and disrespect. Protests in Peru began in December, after President Pedro Castillo was impeached by the nation's Congress. Castillo had tried to illegally rule by decree, and his removal complied with Peruvian laws. But it also angered many indigenous people, who were hoping that the union leader from an Andean village would help to bridge economic gaps. The protests started in indigenous areas of southern Peru, like Puno. Eventually, thousands of people traveled to the capital city of Lima. (laughs) Nuestras naciones son las más desfavorecidas. La institución de Castillo... Our people have always struggled, says Cari. And with Castillo's removal, people felt like their votes didn't even count anymore. We were stripped of the victory we had obtained in the polls. While protesters initially asked for Castillo's return, their movement has now set its sight on longer-lasting changes. They want the new president, Dina Boluarte, to resign. And they're also asking for the Constitution to be changed. For too long, we have been deprived of quality health care and education, says Cari, who argues that one way to fix that would be through constitutional reforms. Peru's Constitution currently limits the state's role in the economy, and it makes it tougher for the government to raise taxes on the nation's profitable gold and copper mines. Protesters hope that constitutional reforms could lead to more taxes on the mining industry, and perhaps turn the government into a major shareholder at some mines. Juvenal Gil is a miner from Puno who has been at the protests in Lima for three weeks. These precious resources belong to the state, and we're not getting benefits from them, he says. If they told me that area where they're that gold is like Dubai, If we had nice buildings and we're moving around in subways like in Dubai, I wouldn't be complaining. But the truth is that we don't even have good hospitals. My town has 70,000 people, and there are only 10 doctors and nurses. Peru's constitution dates back to 1993, when the country was recovering from years of hyperinflation caused by uncontrolled government spending. During the past three decades, conservative economic policies have tamed inflation and also helped to attract foreign investment. But some also argue that these policies have led to the neglect of public services. Maruja Inki is an indigenous activist who is also from the region of Puno. If you visit my home, you'll see that we have no run in water, she says. We have to use the water that comes from a river polluted by gold mines. Or we have to collect rainwater to get any changes, the indigenous movement needs to increase its leverage in Congress, where it currently lacks any meaningful representation. While in neighboring countries like Ecuador and Bolivia, indigenous people have their own parties and a large congressional presence, it's been tougher for them to do that in Peru. Joe Marie Burt is a politics professor and Peru expert at George Mason University. Peru Unlike Ecuador and Bolivia, has its capital, its center of power is Lima. Lima is the essential Creole city where discrimination and stigmatization of indigenous people is very strong. The tendency has been for people to try to assimilate. That also means there are less people who want to join organizations with an indigenous focus, even if indigenous people make up 25% of Peru's population. Back at Nuevo Peru's headquarters in Lima, volunteers bring close to the protesters who have been here for weeks. Gaela Cari says that her party has struggled to sign up new members, because many people in Peru have become disenchanted with politics. But she's also hoping that the protests will help people realize that they need to fight for their rights. Las desigualdades, no? There are people taken no to really the streets to demand change, no and there are people mobilizing against inequality, she says. That motivates us. For the moment, there are no plans to change Peru's constitution, and elections are still scheduled for 2026. But protesters say they're going to stay in Lima for as long as it takes. For the world, Manuel Rueda, Lima, Peru.